What's going on, guys? Hey, it is the weekend. Wire here on the Culture Jack podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We have some epic news courtesy of our friends over at Disney Marvel. Dropping all that heat on Disney Plus Day. That's what we're diving in to in this episode. So make sure hit that subscribe button so you guys don't miss anything. We're dropping new podcasts at least four times a week for your listening pleasure. So again, hit subscribe, like it, share it, comment it. Let's get this episode started. So a couple of days ago now, we had our first, the inaugural run on Disney Plus Day. Uh, There is so many damn movies. The internet is flooded with speculation and so much that's going on. I absolutely love it, guys. If you guys did not catch Disney Plus Day, I believe it streamed. It was kind of strange how they did it. Um, I watched a short YouTube video with the song and this and that, and I guess they were streaming it all on Twitter, which, why? Why would you do that? And obviously, after the streams, everything broke loose, and now everything's available pretty much on all social media sites. So Disney Plus wanted to celebrate their second year in uh, business. Uh, The song that they sang kind of kicked off uh, some funny Funny moments there, especially with uh, the Mandalorian kind of being its flagship, its starting run for Disney Plus. And my God, man, they dropped so much heat in uh, this show that they put together. Very, very exciting uh, stuff. So that's what we're going to focus on. Let's uh, start with some stuff. Yeah, we'll uh, skim through. I am going to use part of this list I found because I can. Um, Let's just kind of skim through a couple of things here. Um, Let's see. They showed some Obi-Wan Kenobi footage and some concept art, which is super cool because we know that's coming and in the works. But the big stuff, let's talk about that. Probably one of the biggest things to come out of it in my opinion now everybody's entitled to their own thoughts of course is the limited trailer that we got to see of oscar isaac taking on moon knight so uh within the trailer if you guys haven't seen it again go go watch the disney plus footage If anything, you can see a lot of really cool titles because the guy that works for Marvel or Disney or both, the title guy was busy because we got a ton of new new titles that were that are super cool looking. Um, If anything, he was super busy. Anyways, we did get a sneak peek at the up and coming Oscar Isaac Moon Knight show. We didn't get any we didn't get any uh, show as far as the big bad Ethan Hawke. We're assuming we didn't see anything. In regards to that yet, but nonetheless, the bulk of these trailers also take note said streaming soon, streaming soon. Now that could just have been, hey, throw this on all of them. It'll get people's attention. Let's keep it there. So we did get to see him portray what appeared to be some of the multiple personalities. Uh, We got to see a very short glimpse at the Moon Knight suit 
It also looked like he was wearing the Mark Spector suit, which is one of the characters that's going to be in this. Because if you don't know, Moon Knight has several freaking characters. He is supposed to be the the uh, person on Earth representing Kinshu. And there's a lot of legacy. I don't know what story they're going to tell uh, per se in this as far as what what lineage and and how they're going to run it. There is a lot of speculation, Um, but a little information for those that may not know. You know, Moon Knight has been around for a hot minute here. Uh, the character, anyways. Uh, some people may may be familiar with him. Some people may not be familiar with uh, the character Moon Knight. Um, but he debuted. I'm trying to pull up some information here in Werewolf by Night. And and hopefully, if I remember, I'm going to talk a little bit about Werewolf by Night at the end of this because there's a ton of speculation for that as well. But he debuted. In Werewolf by Night, issue 32, which is a comic book. And since then, there's been a bunch of what's called facsimiles, which are remakes. There's been a bunch of other renditions and variations of Moon Knight. But it's pretty exciting to see where some of these characters come from, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, You know, that comic book, depending on the grade of it and what you've got, I don't, I do not have a copy of that. I do not own a copy of that. I wish I did. Um, You know, that raw book can go for thousands of dollars. The show comes out. It's going to jump once again. And uh, yeah, it's pretty exciting. Try to pull up. um, I'm trying to get my login fixed here on a different site that I use. So we can look at a couple of other things. I wish it was faster when I was looking at some other items here. Okay. Anyways, so the character has been portrayed in many different series throughout time. The one one of the main things that runs within continuity is that he has multiple personalities. He's got the Mark Spector personality. He's got uh, I can't it was I can't remember the other character's personality, but he's been featured. He was started in Werewolf by Night, like I said, issue thirty two. Second appearance was issue thirty three. Um, and then he had several other appearances. Uh, he was in the preview of Marvel Spotlight number 28 back in 1976. His third appearance was what was in Werewolf by Night 37. And then his first solo Moon Knight story was in that Marvel Spotlight 28, 1976. And then since then, he has had tons of appearances um, to include The Thing, Spider-Man, Hulk, uh, and many others. And then he went on to his solo series, his full on solo series, not just an appearance back in, I want to say 1980. Yeah, it was 1980 from 1980 to 1984, which was 38 issues. And then he went on to do several other, uh, solo series throughout the years not a ton by comparison of other mainstream characters because there's there's characters that you look up their stuff and you're like holy shit this guy was doing all kinds of stuff but mark specter moon knight came out in 1989 to 1994 with 60 issues and then there was another limited run another 10 issue run in uh, what 2010 there was a special run which was a shadowland moon knight three or four issues 2006 there was a 30 30 issue run 2011 there's a 12 issue one run 2014 and 15 that's a pretty big series of books 
17 issues. And then 2016, they ran 200 issues. And I believe that was the Jeff Lemire run, if I'm not mistaken, which is also got some pretty cool books in it as well. Regardless, the stories that are told in here are unique. Um, and I think bringing this type of character with Oscar Isaac, with Ethan Hawke, and everything else is hopefully going to be kind of a unique experience, a unique story, something that is because of the character having kind of multiple personalities and kind of phasing in between those personalities. And with dealing with Khonshu, if they're going to depict it and how it's done in some of the comic books, it's going to be a really crazy, wild, fun story that I'm, I'm excited to see more of. So we do have, obviously, Moon Knight on the docket. I had to get something to drink. It's late. Late night. Let's keep going. Enchanted 2 is releasing in fall of 2022. I think Enchanted 1 is actually coming over. Disenchant or Enchanted 2 titled Disenchanted is coming. Enchanted, the original, I believe, is coming over. Hocus Pocus 2, I mentioned this in the Halloween special. Hocus Pocus 2, the Sanderson sisters, are coming back. Which, uh, there, I, I like it. I like the idea. It is the uh, the sequel, and it does have uh, Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Mar uh, Ninjami back in. The original cast is back in. And getting after it. I love it. I really do. I think that's super cool. I think it's fun. Um, and it's hocus pocus. So we'll see what comes of it. Another really exciting kind of thing that caught me off guard. Was. Uh, the debut. Of X-Men 97. And so what this is supposed to be. This is supposed to be. The continuation. Of the animated series that if you're a kid of kid of the 90s kid of the 80s especially if you were you know from the mid 80s so you'd be you know five six seven years old into the 90s if you were watching cartoons at that age this was your shit this was my shit dustin's and a lot of a lot of guys that are probably in their mid to late 30s uh this was their jam man and I'm talking the X-Men animated series from the 1990s. So they're, I, I don't want to say recreating it because that's the wrong word. They're continuing it with the art style and with the stories from the 90s, which I think is freaking awesome. You know, you start thinking about X-Men. You know, and then you've got... You know, and the, the X-Men are forming and all that shit. It just reminds me so much of the fucking 90s and and how I loved watching that freaking show on the weekends. And then sometimes you'd get lucky. Like, I think it, I think it was around holidays when they would do like their. Uh, what the hell did they used to call those? Where they would play the uh, episodes kind of back to back to back. I can't remember. There used to be a name for them. And then they would run it for like a, tw a marathon. There you go. They'd run those like marathons of sometimes you get lucky and get like Spider-Man or X-Man uh, marathons. And it was like, it was so cool. 
Super stoked to see it, guys. Uh, see see what comes back. I'm not going to probably watch it like I did. I'm going to tell you, truth be told, I'm I'm more excited excited for this. Uh, purely based off nostalgia, re you know thinking about all of the enjoyment that the original brought. More than likely, I'll see if my kid want my little boy wants to watch it. If he doesn't watch it, I probably won't watch it. To truth be told, but for now, I still have the excitement. Who knows? Maybe I will watch the shit out of it when it comes out. Okay, so another surprise um, and and something that I thought was also very cool was we got a very limited look at the up-and-coming Disney Plus series She-Hulk. We also finally got confirmation because there was a a ton of funny rumors about this on how they were thinking that they were going to cut budgets, and they still might. I mean, we only got to see it 60-second maybe a 40 second trailer for this. I don't know how long it was. Um, essentially that shows uh, Tatiana Maslany in her first look at her human Jennifer Walters and the green She-Hulk forms with Mark Ruffalo's Hulk serving as a mentor. This is a 10 episode series and is an example of the original Avengers passing on the torch to the next generation. Now, this was cool because the seeing and confirming that Mark Ruffalo's in it, which there was, again, there was so much funny speculation because people were like, oh, he's not going to be the Hulk. He's just going to be regular Mark Ruffalo uh, because of budget restraints and this and that. And it's like, fuck, they would really do that. I mean, these guys, Disney and Marvel, for their shows, they there is, to me, I haven't seen budget restraints. I've seen these guys just giving it all. And I, I feel like most of us feel that way. So I don't know why that speculation was so strong. Not like, oh, they're going to, you know, if She-Hulk's got to be CGI, then <laughs> they're going to cut fucking Bruce Banner. Mark Ruffalo's not going to, you know, Mark Ruffalo's not getting the CGI treatment. I don't know. I, I thought it was funny because I, I read several rumors about it. I watched a couple of YouTubes that were specking on some different stuff and they kept saying it. So it's nice to see, yes, Mark Ruffalo as the smart Hulk um, kind of mentoring her. Uh, this should be a fun show, a uh, different show, but fun. Now, there is a ton of additional speculation where the She-Hulk character, like she does in her uh, comic book, does a lot of that, like breaking the fourth wall kind of co- uh, commentary. And we'll see, you know, She-Hulk is another character that has been around for a hot minute. Let's see real quick. Let me pull something up. Let's do this. And it's funny because some of these characters, like I said, um, they've got certain runs and others have tons of runs and tons of this. And that's cool to me when, when we get to see stuff like this before they come out to kind of understand. That's the reason I'm sharing it anyways, because I think it's cool to kind of get an idea of where, where did these characters come from? What was the content? How much, you know, this, that, and the other. It's just something I like. So uh, let's see. First appearance and origin of She-Hulk, the cousin of Bruce Banner, debuted in Savage She-Hulk, issue number one. So, which is kind of unique. So that was in 1980, and it was from 1980 to 1982. It was a 25-issue series uh, that really gave you She-Hulk. Her second appearance. Guess what? Guess what? Up. Guess what book that was in. Dun, 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 dun. 
Savage She-Hulk number two. You guys couldn't guess that? Come on. Come on, guys. Um, she, you know, she has appeared. She-Hulk joined the Avengers in Avengers 221. She was in The Incredible Hulk to issue 282, which was the team up with The Incredible Hulk, which is cool. Uh, She-Hulk also joins the Fantastic Four in Fantastic Four 265. Coincidentally, is the same issue that the thing quits Fantastic Four. Think about that. That's kind of strange, right? Marvel Superhero Secret Wars, the original Secret Wars. Uh, part seven, the first full appearance of Spider-Woman Julia Carter. First battle of She-Hulk and Titania, which there's speculation about that character. Uh, She-Hulk joins the Fantastic Four chronologically in Secret Wars number 12. And then she's under her second solo series, I believe, which this is where she starts really breaking the fourth wall, where they really start kind of expanding her character out. So uh, <clears throat> that's she, she's doing this in the comic, where she's like talks directly to the reader of the comic. Let's see. Five years later, the, fr- the final sensational She-Hulk issue went on sale on the cover. She demands that readers hand over their X-Men books to be destroyed due to the cancellation of the series. That's actually kind of funny. That was her last issue. And that was from 1989 to 1994, so 60 issues. So think about that. This character, while this these people may be new to you, these characters may be new to you, they have been around. They have been in the books for a long time. Which is cool for several reasons. One, you have an opportunity, if you care, to go back and do some research, or maybe maybe it's your favorite character of all time. You got a, a quite a hobby ahead of you if you want to start collecting some of the stuff that that character has already had. And it's also cool because this is where they're pulling some of the information that you'll get to see on the big screen. A couple of other things that the She-Hulk has been a part of is Red She-Hulk, which was... Uh, Let's see, 10 issue run. There was Immortal She-Hulk, which was a special. She-Hulks, which was one through four. She-Hulk, which was one through 12. She-Hulk, which was one through 38. She-Hulk, 12 issue run. She-Hulk, one issue run. And then several variations. And I believe they just dropped, I think they just dropped uh, recent She-Hulk. Could be wrong. And then there's a lot of other specials. It's just cool to see that. Uh, character like that has been around super I'm super excited to see kind of what comes of it um, of that show and all of all of these shows I'm talking about today I am super excited to kind of see where you know where and what it, what it's going to happen moving forward with these characters are and I'm assuming most of these are going to be more than uh, just one one run I would hope you know, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, who knows? Let me look this next one up. This next one's going to be a crazy, a crazy one. And I know that there is. Like, I just messed this up. Yeah, I did. Oh, well. Oh, well, we'll, uh, we'll read off that anyways. So the next one on there was we got a spotlight. I think this is the first, like, full-time other than flashbacks. I could be wrong. Uh, but we've got Marvel Secret Invasion teases Nick Fury's return. 
So we get a very limited shot of Sam Jackson as Nick Fury. Got those kitty cat claw marks across his face. He has got a no patch on, guys, and a beard, a, a very notable beard. He looks very distinguished in this uh, very limited image that we get to see of him. He looks, he looks, I, I think he looks like a cool, a cool Nick Fury. Anyways, <clears throat> Secret Invasion. This is, this is going to be something special. I think all of these are going to be something special to watch, but this is going to be one of those almost like Loki-esque shows to where massive events are happening. So the original story arc for this was from, guess what it was from? Secret Invasion number one. And there's a lot of, uh, there's a ton of comics that intertwine parts of the story. So the story arc in which the shape-shifting race of aliens, the scrolls, have invaded Earth and are impersonating key figures in the Marvel Universe. Which, like, that's pretty cool. I think that's pretty, I, I think it's pretty cool. So let's look up uh, something else on that. I don't, some of these are hard to uh, tie together because... We don't know what material they're going to pull from now. Generally speaking, Marvel will pull from bits and pieces and then kind of make its own story, which is great because we don't want to have a direct adaptation because how, I don't know, I think that'd be kind of lame. So anyways, their Secret Invasion, which was 2008-2009, eight issues. There's Secret Invasion in Humans, which was from 2008-2009, four issues. Their Secret Invasion Frontline, five issues. Secret Invasion The Amazing Spider-Man, three issues. Secret Invasion Thor, three issues. Secret Invasion X-Men, four issues. Secret Invasion Runaways Young Avengers, three issues. Secret Invasion Fantastic Four, three issues. And then there is a ton of one-offs. And then there is a bunch of intertwining episodes. So the scrolls, uh, that is just the recent stuff. I mean, the scrolls have been around for a while. This is not new. Uh, the, yeah, the characters and even parts of the story have been around for a hot minute. So we'll have to see. Regardless, I am genuinely excited to see what comes of this. I hope you guys are too, because Secret Invasion, Moon Knight, She-Hulk, that's where we're at right at the moment. You know, you start thinking about that. We've got Hawkeye here in the next couple of weeks. We've got Spider-Man. We've got Morbius. We've got Thor, uh, Love and Thunder. We've got Doctor Strange. Uh, we've got there's so, so many different things going on. But from a TV show perspective, there that's really what was being shown here is, guys, guys, we got Hawkeye dropping in a couple of weeks. But don't forget, we got Moon Knight. We've got She-Hulk. We've got all of these other things coming. It's freaking awesome. I think it's freaking awesome. Um, let's see. Where is this? Owen Wilson of President's Row. Okay, so it looks like there's going to be a uh, cars on the show. I didn't, I watched, I must have missed this. It looks like Owen Wilson and Larry, Larry the Cable by Larry the Cable Guy will be reprising the roles in Pixar's Cars. A some type of limited animated series is going to be coming to Disney Plus. Um, another cool thing right here. And this article is uh kind of glazing over it. We got a sneak peek at Miss Marvel, aka Kamala Khan, uh, which is awesome. Showing off some of her powers, kind of giving you a little bit of uh a look at her life more than anything else. 
which is pretty freaking awesome. Let's see. Let me try to pull up some some things significant from Miss Marvel. So we can quote that, which is also cool. So one of the things that we're seeing is uh, the the lean toward the next generation of supers. At least that's what I believe. That's what it appears to me. Now, there are different variations of Miss Marvel. There's the standing Miss Marvel. There is Miss Marvel Ventura. And then we're going to go to Kamala Khan because that's the character that we're going to see. So the first cameo appearance of Kamala Khan later becomes Miss Marvel is in Captain Marvel 14, which is a newer book uh, from 2013. Second appearance, Captain Marvel 17. And then <clears throat> all new Marvel previews, preview of Miss Marvel. First full appearance of Kamala Khan as Miss Marvel was an all new Marvel now, point one. And then, of course, guess what? Miss Marvel gets her own series in 2014. And then there's been a ton of movement with different books from the Avengers. She was in Vision. She's in Champions 1 as a first team up. So Champions 1 is cool. So think about this. Champions 1 comic. Look at this. It's 2016. And it's the first team up in appearance or in origin of the champions. Miss Marvel, Spider-Man, Nova, Hulk, Viv Vision, and Cyclops. I think that's cool. I, I think it's cool. Here's another cool one. Totally awesome Hulk 15. First unofficial team appearance of the protectors. You ready for this group? Silk, Kamala Khan, Shang-Chi, Agent Jake O, Jimmy Wu, and Amadeus Cho. Fucking badass, right? Anyways, I could sit here and go on and on. Anyways, going down a going down a rabbit hole. Anyways, we did get a sneak peek at Miss Marvel. Also super cool, fun character. Uh we still need to see a lot, obviously, with She-Hulk and well, all of this. We need we need more. I, I need more to sink my fucking teeth into because I don't want to. I don't want to sit here and give you all like this huge expose on each character and what I believe it's going to be. There's not enough out there for it. Nonetheless, I am genuinely excited. Hope you guys are too. Uh, we got another sneak peek at Hawkeye, where we're obviously getting Clint Barton, Kate Bishop. We've talked about that several times. Super stoked for that. Marvel's What If Season 2, which is, Season 1 was a blast. Super fun show. We got a lot of conceptual things, a lot of crazy hypothetical scenarios that these characters that we know and love got to play out. Next episode, something completely crazy, something completely different. And then we've got the continuity of The Watcher. So super cool. I am super excited to see season two and whatever comes of it. We also got a logo for I am Groot, which shows baby Groot's uh, vines wrapping around the green lottery. Super cute, super cute. Um, Marvel also announced, this is this is pretty badass. Marvel, Marvel also announced the Hawkeye spinoff Echo series starring Aliqua Cox, superhero Echo, a.k.a. Maya Lopez which is freaking awesome because we know Echo is coming in the up and coming Hawkeye movie. And to know now that, oh, we're going to get her in the Hawkeye movie in whatever capacity. 
And by the way, you're also getting your own show. Now, I mentioned this before. Let's pull it up real quick. This is a fun one. Let's do Echo. Bam, there's Echo. Okay, so Echo, this character debuted in Daredevil number nine, not the OG Daredevil, the 1999 Daredevil, written by David Mack, illustrated by uh, uh, Joe Casada, who did, like, the art in this is freaking badass. Um, anyways, first appearance of Echo, a highly skilled martial artist who is also death. Okay. Next up, next appearance. Guess what it is? Daredevil 10. <laughs> Second appearance in origin and first cover appearance of Echo Maya Lopez. First appearance of crazy horse Echo's father seen briefly in a flashback. And there's some casting already tied that Echo's father's going to be in Hawkeye. Anyways, uh, third appearance is Daredevil 11. Uh, the cover, you got to see this David Mack art. Um, David Mack did a lot of the covers or limited covers. I, I don't know. You could just tell his art. You guys got to look this up. Beautiful art throughout this uh, series of Daredevil. Anyways, uh, they continue to, the character continues to kind of come out. Uh, New Avengers 1 second print, New Avengers 11, and this is comic books I'm talking, talking from the November 2005 run, first appearance of Maya Lopez as Ronan, formerly known as Echo. And then, uh, yeah, some various other runs. Super excited to see Echo come into the Disney world. Interestingly enough, one thing I did think about is after I watched a bunch of this stuff and was reading and I've been so excited about it, I'm like, damn, there's, they're really bringing it out with female leading women in this, uh, this arena. And I'm not saying that in a bad way or anything. I'm just like, damn, we're getting She-Hulk. We're getting um, uh, Kate Bishop as, as the new Hawkeye, Miss Marvel. We're getting Echo. We're also getting, I haven't even talked about it yet, but we're getting the Agatha, the Agatha House of Harkness, which is, there wasn't much. I mean, we got a picture. Um, so we've got that coming. Uh, we've got Loki season two coming where, you know, I don't know where the hell that's going and that's not necessarily a female character, but I just thought, wow, that's, that's a lot. And it's also super fucking cool because all these characters are really interesting and badass characters. So I'm ex so, so excited to see where this goes. Um, but back to that comment, I just kind of glazed over. We do have the title <laughs> Agatha house of Harkness with Catherine Hahn returning. That should be really cool. I, I'm guessing that's going to be more of like an anthology or origin. I could be wrong. That's what I was thinking though. I'm not, I'm wondering if that's the route they're going to, they're going to go with that story. I hope it is. Loki season two was officially announced, bringing back Tom Hiddleston as Loki and Jonathan Majors as King of the Conqueror. Of course, because like how how fucked up would that be if they if they lose any main actors or actresses at this point of it? I feel like it's going to fuck some stuff up. I feel that way. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, we also got uh, another title, which was Spider-Man freshman year in animated series announced bringing the hero back to Disney. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. Kind of cool. Um, we also got one that 
we we got another one, another announcement that wasn't really new news. Um, we knew it w- was coming. The the freaking comic books on this have been going through the roof. We'll talk about that in a moment. Iron Heart series gets a logo, apt metal heart shaped to gear up excitement with the armored show. Uh, so the Riri Williams stuff. If you're if you're not familiar, I'm going to tell you about it on uh, some of the stuff that's been heating up because Riri, I've I've watched this quite a bit. In fact, I've almost bought some of these. Um, it, the books have gone fucking nuts. So let me look this up. No, not what am I doing? Oh, come on. My computer does not like, uh, keeps fixing my, keeps fixing my typing. <laughs> All right. So Ironheart stems from the character Riri Williams. Okay. Riri's been around for a little while. She debuted in May of 2016 in Invincible Iron Man number seven. Her first cameo appearance later becomes Ironheart. Um, Invincible Iron Man number nine. So a couple of uh, issues later, first full appearance of Riri suits up in prototype armor. Invincible Iron Man number 10, second appearance of Riri in prototype armor. Um, some Civil War stuff happened. And then Invincible Iron Man one, which is a different the 2017 run first cover appearance of Riri as Ironheart in costume, which essentially is her taking the mantle that uh, Iron Man esque mantle on as Ironheart um, Invincible Iron Man three first in story appearance of Riri in red and gold armor Ironheart armor model two. Tony Stark suggests the name Ironheart. Um. Anyways, like Champion 16, Ironheart joins the Champions. Falcon, Joaquin Torres joins the Champions. Red Locust joins the Champions. Patriot, Sean Lucas joins the Champions. That was in Champion 16. Um, And some other stuff. And then she finally gets her own solo series in 2018. First solo series. And obviously, a lot of stuff happens from there. This is where it gets interesting. Ironheart number nine, solo series in comics. First meeting of Shuri in Ironheart, which I think is cool. Anyways, is, you know, we we have so much to come or so much further to go just to get through what, what I've spoken about today. Um, so many trailers to be had, so many movies that are going to come out um, while we're still waiting and anticipating these great shows. It's just so freaking exciting. So one last thing in the Marvel world, and I think I'll uh, wrap it. There was other, definitely some other stuff I will be talking about here in the near future that also released, and maybe I'll glaze over it here real quick. We will also be getting an animated series. Marvel Zombies was announced with uh, its logo, which is awesome. I, I think the Marvel Zombies stuff was very... Uh, very well accepted, especially the the uh, episode on What If. So we'll get something pretty cool in regards to that. Um, some other stuff that came out was the Under the Helmet, the legacy of Boba Fett. They're going to do the documentary uh, 
show, which is pretty cool. I like seeing that stuff. Uh, there was, let's see, surprisingly, Star Wars gave no sneak peeks or reveals of this. Okay. Other Pixar's revealed. Oh, we got a uh, following the success of Pixar's Lucia. Disney also really released the uh, Cal Alberto, which depicts Alberto and Julia's father, Massimo, and Lucia leaves for school. Pixar also gave animation sneak peeks for the up and coming win or lose, which follows a middle school co ed softball team in the week before the championship game. Uh, Disney Day Plus also featured Pete Doctor teasing documentaries on behind the scenes of making Pixar's up and coming 2022 theatrical releasing Lightyear and Turning Red. Um, let's do some other ones. Warwick Davis appeared in a video promoting the upcoming Disney Plus original series, Willow, a 2022 show that serves as a sequel to the 1988 fantasy film of the same name. Fucking awesome. Oh, this next thing looked pretty cool too. I actually watched a, a uh, like an interview about this. Thor's Chris Hem- Hemsworth gets his own re- reality TV show, National Ge- Geographic, titled Limitless with Chris Hemsworth, pushing the boundaries of physical human potential. You guys got to watch this. It was, it was really cool to kind of watch and see. Um, I, I watched this short interview, and then the, the trailer, of course, looked kind of cool. Very short as well. Um, what else do we got? Uh, along with Ice Age franchise being added back to the catalog, Disney announced a new movie titled The Ice Age Adventures of Buck Wild is coming to the streaming service January 28th, 2022. So you can look forward to that. Disney Plus is cheaper, but the dozen, dozen reboot movie is coming in March of 2022, starring Gabrielle Union, Zach Braff as parents of 12 children. Which is which is wild. Um, the Baymax, which actually that looks pretty cool. Original series is coming to Disney summer of 2022, which is an animated show based off the characters from Big Hero Six. Which if you haven't seen Big Hero Six, check it out. Uh, another one, Diary of a Wimpy Kid, is coming to Disney Plus with two new projects, including the new animated movie being released in December 3rd, and an animated film adapting to the Diary of the Wimpy Kid. Ryder Rules coming in 2022. Disney also released the first clip of the Beatles. Get back a three-part documentary about the Beatles beginning in November, uh, beginning on November 25th, rebooting the original 2000s Disney Channel series. Disney Plus released also a new trailer for the Proud and the Family. Louder and Prouder coming February 22nd. <clears throat> Another something else that's kind of cool that I it's kind of buried in here. The Chip and Dale which was another childhood TV show I loved and probably many of you uh, movie rescue Rangers is also in the work starring Andy Samberg and John Mulaney, which will stream on Disney plus spring of 2022, a Disney original musical film titled better Nate than ever is coming in spring of 2022 starring Aria Brooks friends, Lisa Kudrow and Joshua Bassett. All right, a live-action remake of Disney Disney's classic Pinocchio is coming to Disney in fall of 2022 with Keegan, Michael Key, Tom Hanks, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt in the cast, uh, which could be interesting. Uh, Welcome to Earth, a six-part National Geographic original series debuting on December 8th, 2021, will follow Will Smith as he discovers the world's treasures and sights. They had a very brief clip of that. 
looked pretty cool. If you like the National Geographic stuff, I'm actually glad to see that. Like Chris Hemsworth's doing doing his thing. Will Smith's got a piece in there. I like uh, there's there's a time and a place for that kind of content for me. And I always appreciate because National Geographic, those fucking guys kill it with the scenery, the wildlife, the storytelling. Um, and it kind of takes me away from uh, whatever I'm watching. I don't often watch it. So it's always a treat when something really cool comes on. And no, no one does it better as far as nature and wildlife and the videography that goes in with it and the cinematography on on showing you something. Um, exotic like these these beautiful places on earth that you've never seen before than the guys at National Geographic. So looks pretty cool. Um, February 18th, 2022 will feature the premiere of Disney Plus original movie Sneaker Rella, a Cinderella-esque uh, movie following young shoe enthusiasts. High School Musical, the musical, the series is officially coming back for season three in 2022. Spider-Man Chronicles is coming to the Disney Plus as a new original series based on the books the zootopia movies are getting their own original short form series with disney zootopia coming in 2022 disney day released concept of tania an up and coming 2023 series following the princess of maldonia on a new adventure guys i may have skipped some stuff in this episode so many great and exciting things going on on the disney plus app um this is badass because other than, you know, outside of all the cool shows and up and coming films and all of that stuff that we're going to see from Disney and Marvel, um, both on the big screen and on the, you know, the, the screen at your house. I love it because I see what they're doing. I also know that like Netflix is brewing up a bunch of badass content. Amazon's gearing up some stuff. Hulu's got, well, who's a part of Disney, but all of these guys are really coming to form And it's exciting because while all of this content I said today is exciting for me, or most of it is exciting for me personally, I also get completely different content and some similar content on these other providers, which at the end of the day means, in my opinion, some of the best TV and movie production stories that are being told, cinematography, videography, the composers, everything coming together under these different houses than probably any other time in history. And uh, it, it's a great time to be alive as far as entertainment goes and being able to enjoy and share and discuss these these great shows, movies, and everything that's going on, guys. So with that being said, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of The Weekend Wire here on the Culture Jack Podcast. I hope you guys check out the Disney Plus Day. Um, there's there's going to be so much more news coming out in regards to all these little tidbits i talked about some of the bigger stuff i talked about for the months to come and additional stuff coming out as well because this isn't it for disney we're getting a ton more content and information coming soon we got the boba fett stuff coming soon we're gonna have more mandalorian coming soon we've got what armor wars we've got all the movie stuff and uh yeah super excited stoked that uh disney decided to do it this way i don't know why the fuck they did it on twitter just to uh youtube or multi multi stream and just bang it out it all ended up everywhere anyways but uh well whatever as always guys hey take a moment hit the uh the subscribe button 
Make sure and uh, drop a comment, you know, leave us a review, and we'll catch up with you guys in the next episode.